Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross, a personal development expert with over 18 years experience developing leaders, entrepreneurs and business owners. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of the inner work to get you out of your own way by helping you take what you learn here and put it into practice so you can truly thrive in life and in business. And by the way, before we dive in, if you want to work with me and take this work even deeper, just pop me a message and inquire about my services or head to tlb.org.uk UK, TLB stands for Thrive Life and Business, where you'll find all the information that you need. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I am doing something bold in business and that is the theme for the month of June 2023. Every month I set a new intention, a new focus, a new um, area for us to ground into on the inner work conversation. And this month is all about being bold in business. And I've had already in the inner work conversation, Lucy from Living Lean with Lucy in the last episode, explaining what she feels is required to be bold in business. And I have also got some amazing episodes lined up for you with other guests that truly have inspired me because they go against the grain of what's been expected. And really, all of it has made me realize that being bold in business is an inside job. It really is. You can, and I'm going to talk about this today, you can go ahead and fill your knowledge and skills gaps by reading books and buying courses and attending workshops. And some of them are legitimate, As in, and what I mean by that is if you've done a true training needs analysis on yourself, which none of us, none of us, most of us rarely do. That is fairer to say, because most of us don't know how to do a training needs analysis. Most of us are making emotional purchases towards our personal development. And in that place, we can wind up buying courses and reading books and sort of knowing the theory and having the knowledge and developing skill, but still left with that taste in our mouths of, is there something wrong with me? Is there a re, it must must be me. Like I'm able to tell my friends how to do this stuff and I'm able to regurgitate like I did in school, all of the knowledge that I've accumulated. And yet here I am still not using that knowledge and skill that I've developed through these books and courses and workshops. Here I am still not practically implementing that into my life, into my business. And in this episode today, I'm going to be telling you, I want to tell you up front, I'm going to be telling you about the work that I do. So if that's not something that you want to hear about, you should probably turn the episode off here. And the reason that I'm going to be telling you about the work that I do is because it's been a while since I have explained the importance of this work. And through recent conversations, typically through um, consultation calls with potential one-to-one clients. I'm reminded of the questions that are asked about doing this work. And it's really tricky for me, I'm going to be honest, because the people, it's like for me, I want you to picture a home, okay? And in this home are me and all of my clients. And they know the power of this work. They know and they tell me all of the time the power of this work. They tell me that this this work has helped them to get out of their own way. They tell me that this work has helped them to stop making assumptions about what other people are thinking and trying to second guess and projecting their not enoughness onto situations in life and in business. So just this morning, I received a voice note off one of my clients saying, I noticed myself yesterday with this work in practice, because I presented an idea to one of the directors in the business that I work in. I presented an idea and they started to elaborate on my idea. My idea, And the old part of me really wanted to re- re- rear its ugly head and say, well, that's because they think your idea is no good. Well, that's because they think that your idea is insufficient and hasn't been thought through well enough. And the more connected and wise part of me observed that ego voice, that you're not enough voice. And instead it offered to me, this person is enjoying your idea and they're enjoying it so much. They're trying to collaborate with you if you will allow them to and get out of your own way. 
And so this work helps you to stop projecting your insecurities onto life and business and so much more, so much more. I'm going to talk about it all in this episode today, but I just want to launch into this episode by saying, being bold in business, it's an inside job. And that's quite tricky to wrap your head around because being bold in business, you think is all about the actions that you take. And I want to put out there to you that being bold in business is unique to us all. There will be some of us that, and again, if you go back and listen to Living Lean with Lucy in episode 169, you will hear her say, oh, for me, being bold in business is knowing when to stop. It's knowing when to pause. It's knowing when to um, rest when I would normally forge forward through fear that time's going to run out and I'll be left behind. And if I don't make the most of it, you know, what's that thing? Something's hey while the sun shines, whatever. It's like that. And so being bold for business for someone with that kind of makeup, with that kind of conditioning, for them, it looks like stepping back and taking a powerful decision to not push forward. That for them is being bold in business. For the next person, being bold in business will look like them authentically sharing their voice, standing behind their work and not being a sellout. For the next person, being bold in business will look like refusing to overthink things and people please and bend in their values and beliefs in order to and compromise themselves in order to make the money, in order to satisfy others. Can you hear this? Can you hear what I'm saying? Being bold in business is just as unique as thriving to each and every one of us because you are all unique humans with your unique set of gifts and your unique collection of shit. So let's start the episode there. The way I see things is you, being bold in business is you owning your brilliance and your shit. And I want you to, I'm going to give you a metaphor. It's weird, but stick with me. I'm going to give you a metaphor for this. I want you to imagine yourself naked and that's your brilliance. You and your brilliance is is just you, completely stripped bare. And over time, we put this amazing underwear on. Oh my God, it's so good. It makes you feel so good. And then you put this outfit on And I want you to picture yourself walking into a restaurant and you've got this outfit on, right? And you feel the shit. You feel the one. You are amazing. You're incredible. You feel good about yourself. And it's so you, right? This outfit, it's so you as well. Someone could look at you from the neck down in this outfit and know that that was you. It's the largest, most brightest, most beautiful expression of yourself. And all of that is you in your brilliance. And all of that represents you naked, stripped bare, and the brilliance that is you inherently, and the collected brilliance that you have collected over time. So what that represents is all of the experiences that you've had in life and business that contribute to how unique you are in what you do. There are thousands of photographers out there. There are thousands of wedding planners out there. There are thousands of solicitors and PTs and nutritionists out there or whatever it is that you do listening to this episode. There are thousands of you out there, but no one delivers it quite like you. No one is you. No one brings their unique brilliance to the table just like you can with the flavors that you sprinkle in and the ways that you navigate your business and hold your clients in spaces that you hold them in or create what you create. No one does it like you. And that to me is the layers of underwear and clothes that you've collected over time, all of your experiences, all of your knowledge, all of your skill. And then what happens is we're in this restaurant and we hear things, right? So we collect experiences that tell us, don't shine too bright, you'll upset other people. Don't shine too bright, someone will tear you down, you can get cancelled. And so we put a big old shabby jacket on to cover up our brilliance. And then we hear voices that say, oh, no, 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 it's not done that way. Outfits aren't worn that way. You don't wear it with those shoes. You wear it with these shoes, put these shoes on instead. And that represents all of the ways in business that you've been taught to do things, all of the rigid um, methods and practices that 
are looked upon as good, but just aren't your ways of doing things. So you take off the amazing shoes and you put the shit shoes on. And layer by layer, as you grow up professionally, you, I hope that you're enjoying this metaphor, by the way, I'm making it up on the spot. (laughs) It's not something that I have premeditated (laughs) and I hope it's making sense, right? Layer by layer, you put on these layers of clothes that represent the things that block you from being able to own and show your brilliance in life and in business. And so what seems to happen over time, and by the time clients get to me, they're like, oh, I just, I'm fed up. I'm fed up of people pleasing. I'm fed up of overthinking. I'm fed up of myself in this space where I'm self-sabotaging and I'm procrastinating. And they present to me all of these words like self-sabotage, like procrastination, like self-doubt, like overthinking. They're typical symptoms that my clients will present to me initially. But I know that that's just a layer of how this, how this is being exposed to them, what they're feeling, what they're experiencing in business. And so on that consultation call, I want to go a little bit deeper and I want to ask, you know, how, give me examples of how that's actualizing and how that's playing out for you in business. Because what I'm looking for always is what, (laughs) what does naked you look like? (laughs) What underwear makes you special? Have you chosen to put on? Have you collected And what's that outfit underneath all of that shit? And so I want to hear, how is this shitty outfit playing out for you? And they'll tell me, you know, it's affecting my decision-making. It's taking me longer to make decisions because I'm overthinking. It's affecting my self-esteem. I feel like shit. And I battle with the demons inside my head because although I know I'm good at what I do, I get so full of self-doubt when I go to put my work out there or when I have to self-promote. And just so you know, what that is an indicator of is you may well inherently know what's underneath all of those layers of shit clothes, but what you're doing because you're wearing that, you you haven't developed the, A, the tools to take the shit clothes off and B, the um, safety within yourself to know that it's okay to just wear the outfit that shows your brilliance. There's two things going on there, right? And so going back to that point, when you know that you're good at what you do, but you become full of self-doubt and full of um, fear when you go, when you have to put yourself out there or when you have to self-promote. What that tells me as a professional in what I do is that you are outsourcing your enoughness. You are relying on feedback from clients, social media likes, results in your business to validate your enoughness. So while you might come to my table and be like, or my door and be like, Nikki, I know I'm good at what I do, but I feel like I'm getting in my own way. Please know that that is an indicator to me that you probably do inherently know there is brilliance under all of that shit, but you are currently outsourcing that brilliance to other people's opinions. And that's a fucking roller coaster of a ride because when you're continually out, it's exhausting. When you're continually outsourcing your enoughness to their likes and their opinion of you, and whether people work with you, when you haven't got that grounded sense of confidence, it's going to play out through the decisions that you make. The self-esteem will be impacted. The way you position yourself, you know, you might think that you're amazing, but your pricing might tell me otherwise. Your boundaries might tell me otherwise. The way you carry yourself and the way you navigate business might tell me otherwise. It'll be affecting your pricing because you'll be undervaluing yourself, not your work, right? I want to make that really clear. You probably are listening to this like, no, I know I'm good at what I do. It's not that, is it? It's the other stuff. It'll affect how much time you spend perfecting things so that you can avoid the judgment of others. And that exhausts you, you know, avoiding and making sure that no one's got anything negative to say. When actually my clients, the people who have done this work with me, they go forward into those situations They expose themselves to not being liked. They move into polarizing people, not for fun, but but as a business strategy. They own the fact that this is my work, this is my style, this is how I do things. And there will be people out there who don't like that. And I am okay with that. I am not here to speak to those people. That's how my clients navigate business. And I know that 
for those of you who are still listening to this episode, you will want that too. And yet, and yet, when I get onto consultations with people who are willing to bring their honesty to the table, there is still that niggle of them that says, I should be able to sort this out on my own. I should be able to figure this out. Everyone else can. I look around, everyone else seems to have their shit together. And my question back to them is always, if you can, do. And if you can, why aren't you? But if you want the support of someone who has 18 years experience in developing the inner leadership of people and to sort of not just shortcut that journey, because it's not about the time that this takes, it takes as long as it takes. And I'm going to come on to in a minute why you'll be doing this work forever. I hope that you'll be doing this work forever. But my job is to guide you through doing it in a way that is actually sustainable for you. So coaching specifically with me is probably a great choice, not something that you, you're you standing on the other side of it thinking, I should be able to do this on my own, you know? And that is the thing. We get fucked up through our education system and how we're professionally brought up to learn. Think about it. Think about it in education. You were taught that reading books, formal learning, right? Formal learning where you take information in and you are expected to... Uh, retain that information and regurgitate it in a way to pass a test. That's how you should learn. That's what good looks like. And by the way, in that setting, you're expected to behave in a hierarchical way that says the teacher knows it all and you don't know anything. You're expected to learn, retain, regurgitate, pass the test, be good. That's education. And just to pause there, I'm not going to unpack my view on that because I genuinely a couple of whole podcast episode, but just on that, you know, that formative education, it teaches us to be a good pupil. It teaches us to prioritize information outside of ourselves and what the teacher says, as opposed to what we know to be true. And what we can lack is curiosity, is experimentation, because we're seeking for the right way to do things, the way that we're given permission, the way that is seen as good, the way that is seen as normal. And that takes us away from our very unique ways of navigating business. And so if we carry that conditioning into business, what it can often look like is reaching outside of yourself for all of the answers, putting other people on pedestals who know more and who you believe know more and offer you guaranteed ways of things working for you. And my work is the opposite to that. My work is positioning you as your and strengthening your sense of self. And that's not to say that best practices aren't there to be used and to be taken advantage of in the best way. But that is to say that a lot of my clients, they will come to me and say, the thing that was best practice and was working for me two years ago now is no longer working for me. So I just want to make it very clear before I move on from that point that that's not shitting on the education system, although there is a lot of that I would do. It's more giving you the insight of as to how my work is opposing to some of the conditioning that you've been brought up with, which is which is to say, be a good pupil, learn the stuff, regurgitate it, follow the best, best practices. And the, if the best practices don't work for you, there must be something wrong with you. And that's not true. And that's not how I coach. My coaching is to strengthen your sense of self so that you can make powerful decisions even sometimes that go against best practices, but seem to work for you. Then we get into, uh, usually we get into a professional uh, sort of corporate upbringing, if you like, whereby the working world says to you, you should be able to take in this knowledge and develop these skills within this time frame, or therefore you're no good and you will go on to performance management. And so all of those ways of thinking that we're meant to learn no wonder you come to the door of my home thinking I should be able to do this on my own. Like it's the biz, it's the investments in my business that I should be making. And there's something wrong with me that I'm not implementing that work. This is what I hear all of the time. I hear people come to my door and being like, it would make more sense for me to invest in my business in a business strategy course or in a marketing course or in sales workshops or training. But I've done that. 
And yet I'm still not getting the results that I want and there must be something wrong with me. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. There isn't anything wrong with you. It's just you're trying to layer knowledge and skills on top of some behavioral stuff that still needs to be worked through. And if you haven't yet developed the tools to be able to carry yourself through that inner work, then layering marketing and sales and business strategy on top of that probably isn't going to do shit. Let me give you an example of this, right? If you are someone who overthinks and procrastinates and self-sabotages and is full of self-doubt when it comes to promoting yourself and you go and you take a marketing course and you try to apply that social media strategy or that outreach strategy or that getting your work known to hundreds strategy and if that is layered upon all of the things that exist inside of you that make you go, every time I put myself out there, I want to recoil. Every time I want to make it clear what my pricing is and stand firm behind my unique way of doing this thing that I do in business. If you haven't learned the skills to hold yourself safe in that space, safe for those thoughts to come up without acting from that place, it doesn't really matter how much marketing skill or marketing knowledge you give yourself you're going to be um, operating from that underlying place of, I still feel like I'm not enough. This is why one of my clients came to me recently and was like, oh my God, have you used AI yet? Have you used, what's it called? Chat, chat, I'm going to Google it now, chat GPT. And she said something that made me giggle. She said, do you know what it is, Nick? What she, she just tested her marketing with it. She was like, the thing is with chat GPT, it doesn't have the self-doubt that I do. It doesn't have the inner shit that I do. (laughs) And so she wasn't thinking of using it to do her marketing. But what she was fascinated by is how incredible this machine was at spitting out very impressive words that she could never spit out because she's done the marketing courses. She's done the sales and business strategy courses. And yet she's still working through that part of her that says, no, be quiet, be smaller, be stiller so that no one can see that part of you that isn't enough still. Thereupon lies why my view is the inner work is the foundation. Like I said at the top of this episode, being bold in business is an inside job. And let me tell you, none of my clients have the viewpoint of, I should be able to do this on my own. In fact, if you ask any one of my clients, and if you get in touch with me, I am happy to introduce you to any one of my clients who will tell you, I am glad that I made this investment in myself. Making this investment in myself was one of the wisest and smartest and most strategic business decisions that I could have made for my business. They don't regret it. They don't think that it's a flaw or that they should have been able to do this themselves. Go and listen to episode 167, where you'll hear Lucy White of Wisco and White talk about how it was an empowered and powerful decision to do this work and what she is now able to do and how she's now able to navigate business now that she's taken those layers of shitty clothes off, put her shoes back on and confidently stroll around her business, metaphorically, you know, (laughs) you know? And that's, that's the first thing that I wanted to say. If you're, if you've ever listened to any of my episodes and you've even subconsciously felt, I should be able to do this on my own. Like I, or as one of my recent clients, so, um, a lady came back to work with me in a get unstuck session who worked with me in the inner work journey on a one-to-one basis for months in 2020. And one of the very first things that she said when she came onto our call was, Nick, I'm just a little bit embarrassed that I should have worked through this stuff by now. And I want you to know that that niggle can still bite us on the arse from time to time. And what my client was lovingly yet um, firmly reminded of was my intention for my clients. I want these things to raise their ugly head again and again and again forever while you are in business, while you are navigating your life. Because what that tells me, it's the very nature of it. Unless you are staying very small and very stuck and very still and very safe, 
unless you're doing that, which I don't think for anyone who does my work is going to be fulfilling or satisfying, then you are going to be met with self-doubt. You are going to avoid things by using tactics like procrastination to avoid the hypothetical scary outcome that you could fail or be judged. You're going to do those things if you are making progress, if you're trying new things in business, if you're doing something bigger than you've already done. Of course, of course, you know, they're going to keep coming up and I will give you the tools to keep overcoming them and I will co-create the safety within you and I will keep reminding you of your self-resourcefulness and I will keep bringing you back to unlayering those shitty clothings that you keep putting on. Of course though, of course that's going to come up. I want it to come up. I want it to come up because what what that's a sign of isn't that there's something wrong with you, isn't that you're not capable, isn't any of those things. It's that you're making moves, you're being bold in business. You know, so anytime these things come up, this this isn't this isn't once and done. If you listen to episode 169 where you'll hear Living Lean with Lucy, she says it so beautifully. I want to repeat it, but I'm gonna butcher her word. She says something like, you know, it's it doing that is a little bit like exercising once and eating one vegetable and thinking, cool, I'm fit and I'm healthy. No, this work is ongoing. I hope that you're doing this work forever. So if there is any part of you listening to the inner work conversation thinking, oh my God, like I don't want other people knowing I'm listening to this because I'm hiding these parts of myself that feel like I should be able to do this. I shouldn't be struggling with these things. I want you to know that probably the people that you're hiding that from need it too. The thing that holds you back from sharing my episodes with other people is probably the idea that if you share it with them, they will go, they will think, oh, she's struggling with that. Oh, that's weird. She shouldn't be struggling with that. She's a insert job title here. And what I'm saying to you is you are taking the opportunity away from yourself in those moments of developing intimacy with others where they'll say to you, oh yeah, I struggle with that too. All of these ideas that you've got of other people and yourself, they're just assumptions, you know, that you should be able to do these things and you can't, therefore that makes you less than them when actually you've got no fucking clue what's going on inside of them. That person who looks like they've got their shit together probably hasn't. They're probably, like many of my clients initially come to me classing themselves as high performance. And sometimes it's verbally and sometimes it's just an unsaid vibe. But the general gist is I do well, but I don't feel like I'm doing well on the inside. And the thing is they've learned how to be a high performer. And that has usually taught them some really negative shit. Like failure is bad. Failing is detrimental to my credibility. People will judge me. Be perfect. Don't struggle. They don't struggle. Why should you struggle? Failure means you're a failure. If you fail, be ashamed of yourself. And this way of thinking means that someone so brilliant with their unique gifts and inherent value holds themselves back and holds themselves to standards that even they can't meet. So they constantly feel like a failure. Imagine that. Imagine being a high performer, amazing at what you do, but feeling like a failure. And what I'm here to represent is another way right? If you never work with me, please allow me to encourage you to contemplate two simple concepts. One, I am always learning. I prioritize my evolution and I love that about myself. The moment that you can step out of, I must show the world that I'm perfect and that I do, you know, my prices are representative of my, fuck that. I am always learning. I prioritize my own evolution and I love that about myself. Just so that you guys know before I move on to point two here, me, Nikki Cross, if you ask any of my clients, do I profess to be the knowledge, like the knowledge keeper of personal development? Do I, they will tell you, no, 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 Nikki learns off me. Nikki learns from Michael's. Nikki evolves her practices and her business practices from our work that we do together. I, Nikki Cross, am always learning. I prioritize my evolution I love that about me. And in admitting that to you, what I'm not detracting away from is how amazing I am at what I do. 
Can you see? There is a grounded confidence in what I know and what I'm able to do and in who I am. And there is still room for me to grow. That's number one. Number two is I'm not a performer. I have goals that mean something to me. These goals see me enjoying the journey, not just the outcome. I'm asking you to consider not being a high performer. I'm asking you to consider that you're a human who is always growing, learning and evolving. You're a human with wants and needs and you're a human with ambitions. And that is wonderful. But please do not put your outward mask as a priority over who you are on the inside. And one of the things that you can expect to work on and expect to expect to grow your capacity for when you work with me is your ability to hold yourself lovingly and firmly accountable while practicing giving yourself grace. It's the great balancing act of going after things that you want to achieve, things that you want to actualize to develop your potential in life and business while at the same time thriving first in your mind, your body, and your spirit. You're thriving. And that's not just about what you eat and what you consume and how you treat your body and how you spend your time and how you, what relationship you have with money. It goes deeper than that. It's how you speak to yourself. It's how you navigate decision-making. It's how you uphold a healthy dose of self-respect whilst at the same time navigating towards things that you want to be, do, and have. They're all things that you will cultivate within yourself. And I do want to put out there to those of you listening to this episode with a view to using this information in any of my episodes to consider, is Nikki someone that I would like to directly work with? I just want to let you know that you might like the idea of working with me, but it doesn't mean that you will actually like working with me. I am not nice. I'm not nice. I'm kind, but I'm not nice. And I'm proud of that. Many of my clients will overthink and will people please initially, not when they finish their journey with me. And they'll come to the table being like, I do those things because I don't want to seem like I'm not nice. And I'm like, yeah, people pleasing is a manipulative tool to make sure that other people have a certain view of you that you can control. And that's not how you are going to feel an inner sense of powerful leadership. Instead of trying to be nice, try to be kind. Because if I am supporting you running a marathon, the nice thing to do would be to shout from the sidelines, go, you can do it. You are so capable. I believe in you. And I'm here to say that when you're in the thick of the shit and your mind is saying, I cannot run any further, that nice shouting from the sidelines is going to do fuck all. The kind thing to do will be to run with you. The kind thing to do will tell you, will be to tell you your goal is to run this marathon. Now let's start really getting to grips with what is real and what is not. I am not nice. I am kind. I am there to support you, but support doesn't just look like shouting nice things from the sidelines. The way that I, the way that I explain this to people when they, quite often people who do not know me very well and don't know my, me in a, um, sorry, I should say me in a work capacity, not in a personal capacity, right? So some people who are quite close to me, they will think that I am, you know, a motivational coach or a, or a positive coach. And I'm like, not so much. <laughs> If you compare what I'm saying, the easiest way for me to explain it to you is for any of you who know Donna Ashworth, so she's a writer. She's a, oh my God, she's an incredible writer. And I've got most, if not all of Donna Ashworth's books. So what I'm about to say about Donna Ashworth and her work isn't saying that I don't love it because I do, I do, but I'm saying it's got a, it's got its place, right? In my opinion, Donna Ashworth's work is nice. It's the reassuring words that you want to hear in those moments where you feel unheard and unseen and alone. Donna Ashworth's work are the 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 comfy blanket that will wrap you up and make you feel warm in moments where you feel so cold and alone. And that's not my work. I just want to let you all know my work isn't a comfy blanket. If you listen to any any of my clients talk about my work, you will you will hear them say, it's fucking uncomfortable. 
And that's what I want to say to you here. It's lovely, isn't it? When you when you guys message me about the podcast and you say, oh, that, that episode, I resonated so much with it, makes me feel really good. We all feel good. When you message me and say, oh, that episode made me feel pumped and seen. And the thing is with the podcast that you're listening to right now, it does feel good. Even when what you're hearing hits a nerve, it feels good. And why? Why is because there's no one asking you the difficult questions. So like, so now that you've seen that in yourself, what are you going to do about it? So you agree with what I've said. You feel like it resonated. You've messaged me saying, I feel seen. How are you going to implement that into your own life? You see, you say that you feel seen by what I said, but what are your, what's your plan to shift your inner world and support yourself to create change? And trust me, I've been there, right? I have listened to the podcast. I've read countless books. I've nodded. I've agreed. I've made notes. I've professed some of this stuff to my closest friends. I've been an excellent student taking the information in, retaining it, regurgitating it. But the real change doesn't come from consumption. The real change comes from doing and being and embodying. And that right there is what I support you with. And that right there is why you might not like working with me because I will hold a mirror up and it won't feel good. I will remind you of what you committed to when you paid me at the beginning of your journey, whether your journey is a 90 minute get unstuck call or a six month long inner work journey. I'll remind you of what you committed to. It won't feel good. I will teach you how to coach yourself through the discomfort and how to feel your feelings. It won't feel good. And I'll help you to see the things that you've been pushing away through distraction and procrastination and excuses, and that won't feel good. I know my job, I know my role, and it is not to make you feel good. It's to support your growth. And that's something very practically for me to mention. My 18 years in learning and development have given me the structures and the tools to, I mentioned at the top of this podcast about doing a training needs analysis. All of these practices and methods are weaved in to my coaching. So I know how to take, like strip your words away and and sort of hear the in-between the lines of what you're saying. This is why whenever you get onto a call with me and you go and you like verbally vomit out everything that I need to know. And then most of the time people will say, when they're new to my work, they'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. I've probably just rambled on. And I'm like, no, that was perfect. That was perfect because it gave me everything that I needed to know in order to get you to where you need to be. My job, my my inherent gifts, if I'm standing here in front of you naked with my amazing underwear and then my amazing clothes that I've gained through my 18 years in learning and development, all of those tools that I've gained and the inherent who I am, who I am sees through the words, who I am sees into the very root cause of what's going on. I'll never see the problem that you're presenting to me as the whole, I'll recognize that that's just the tip of the iceberg. And when I duck underneath the surface of the water, there's a whole big root of the iceberg. So what you're presenting to me is just, it's just a little part of the wider issue. And the benefit that you get from me being able to do that is clarity, is, is sort of like, compartmentalize that 10 minute ramble that you've given me. Learn how to sit with the discomfort of the feelings that come up and learn to recognize that the assumptions that your mind has classed as the truth aren't. And when we learn to sit with the difficult feelings and the discomfort, we learn to feel our feelings. We learn to see things for what they are. And from seeing things what they are, you can objectively assess, is that lie that I've been spinning myself the truth? Probably not. What is more truthful? And from that place, what am I now willing and able to do? And one of the amazing things that any of my clients will attest to is, and this is very important for me to communicate in this episode, I don't want to be your coach forever. I want to make myself redundant. And that's not from the place of, because I want to go on to work with more and more clients, but I do. Of course I do. I want to help more and more people. Why wouldn't I? But that's not the primary reason. The primary reason why I do not want to create codependency and why I make sure that you learn all of what I'm doing with you as a 
by osmosis through us working together is because I want to make myself redundant so that you can go and carry these tools into your life and business for you to use again and again and again. And so the times that you'll come back to me is when you're potentially doing something new or you're breaking through to another level in your business or you're doing something that requires a different skill set of you. And these things, like I said earlier, they'll come up again and you might need my support again, but it will be as a reminder to you of the work that is required for you. And sometimes those layers of ugly clothing are so hard to shake off that the support is there for you when you need to come back to it. So where do I want to wrap this episode up? Where I want to wrap this episode up is by reaffirming to you, wherever you go, there you are. The issues that you're labeling as self-doubt or procrastination or people-pleasing or self-sabotage or whatever your thing is, overthinking, whatever your thing or things are, they're likely playing out through how you're navigating business outwardly through things like your marketing, what you're charging people, the decisions that you make, the time that you'll be up till answering emails, all of the things, what you avoid outwardly, yeah, in your actions. They're probably playing out through your actions, but they're also, all of those things are probably also playing out in your inner world. And therefore, why wouldn't I position this work as the most important? Why wouldn't I tell you that being bold in business is an inside job? Why wouldn't I? I want you to have more freedom from the fear. I want you to understand your fear. I want you to work with it. I want you to learn to have a cup of tea with it at the same time as being bold in business. Why wouldn't I want that for you? I want you to be able to slow down and objectively challenge the thoughts that your fear presents to you rather than just try and logic your way out of it. That's something that I hear a lot, by the way, People, when they come to me for the first time, they are so skilled at logicking their way out of it. And that is not sustainable. Logicking your way out of your own fears will sound and look like, well, you know, I, I really hold back and I'm getting in my own way. But I, you know, I, I, I know that I don't need to because I know I'm good at what I do. And I know that because of this and this. It's like, if you drew a line across your neck and you sort of imagine Logic is from the neck up, but your body remembers that time when you felt ashamed because you failed. Your body remembers how embarrassed you felt when someone judged you. Your body remembers all of the times in life and in business, even from when you were tiny, that you went after something and you carry, you carry that in your memories. Your body carries the memories of those times. So it's very real in those moments where you're holding back and you're getting in your own way. And that's not something that you can logic your way out of. There is other ways for you to navigate that. And that's the work that I do. And therefore, my clients who who have done this work, they do have more quality free time because they've learned how to navigate their free time. They do feel less overwhelmed because they're making more powerful decisions in their business. They are living they, they are prioritizing thriving first, not thriving when they've done enough, not thriving when they've got that validation from outside of themselves. And therefore, yeah, of course, it leads to results in business. It leads to them promoting themselves with more ease and more authenticity. It leads to them saying no to misaligned work and yes to more aligned work. It leads to them making more confident business decisions, not just people-pleasing ones. They don't tell you that they wish they'd have invested in a business strategy course or a marketing course or a sales course. They will also tell you that this is the most important work that you can do. And it's not so therefore it's not just me trying to convince you to come and do this work. I don't convince people to come and do this work. You have to want to do it. That's why if you ever get on a consultation call with me or we're talking over Voxer, I'm not the kind of person that will keep coming back to you asking you, are you ready to do it? Do you want to commit? I know that when the right time is time for you, you'll know and you'll come to me and you'll say, I'm ready. That's when. And I need you to be in that place. I need you to not be convinced by me that this is the most important work. I need you to not be convinced by me that you should invest in this way. I need that decision to come from within you because as I've said, 
my clients, they tell you, they're not shy and they're not afraid to admit it. This work is difficult and it is not comfortable. So I need you to want to make that decision because when we start this work together, you're going to see things that you can't unsee. You're going to go to places that you can't go back from. And from that place, you're going to be more you in business. You're going to be more empowered to take those layers of clothing off that were covering up your brilliance. And you're going to own your brilliance so much more. And you're going to own your shit. So when these things do rear their ugly head, you're going to say, ah, there's procrastination. I own that. In fact, I've got an episode for you to listen to on this. Bear with. It's episode 121 and it's called procrastinating, question mark, own it. Here's how. Um, And I think from memory, that particular episode is about me asking you to start taking responsibility for your shit. So what I'm saying here is there is a ton of free resources. I hope my objective, my aim with any of the work that I put out there into the world, whether that work, in inverted commas, is a quippy little Instagram quote, whether that work is the investment that I make in this podcast, or whether that work is you coming to work with me on a one-to-one basis or in any of the containers that I create for my work to be facilitated, I hope you feel taken care of. I hope you feel like I have got your best intentions at heart. And I hope that you feel like I am someone who is interested in your ongoing development. And by that, what I don't mean is I hope that you feel warm and fuzzy in my presence, but instead I hope that you feel like I see the incredible and brilliance that is underneath those layers of shit. And I am encouraging you through my work in whatever capacity you choose to engage in it to lovingly and safely remove those layers because it's a skill. Being able to feel comfortable and safe enough in yourself to take those layers off, the layers being your conditioning and experience, it's a skill to be able to do that. And we need to cultivate that skill. And so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that this work is for everyone because it's not. And further to that, as I've already mentioned, I am not for everyone. But what I do hope this episode has done for you is hopefully help you to respect your time a little bit more. You know, if you are reading books, consuming podcast episodes, you know, if you're using your time to try and develop, then maybe the missing piece for you is the honesty of how you're going to implement it. You know, the honesty with yourself and the transparency with yourself of what you're going to do with that information. And maybe you do feel like it's a huge deal to make that move and invest in yourself through coming to work with me one-to-one. Maybe you do feel like you should be able to do that on your own, but hopefully now you're, now you've listened to this episode, hopefully you're wondering and you're coming at your own development with more curiosity and more reassurance that actually it's normal for you to experience what you're experiencing. And I hope that you can hear that the support is there for you to be able to learn how to navigate business with more authenticity, more empowered action, more power in your own decisions and with more self-support. You know, just this morning, literally just this morning, I put up a post on Instagram that says the way to sustainably achieve things that require courage and or discipline isn't to push or force or bully yourself or try to logic yourself out of what you feel. It's to support yourself by taking full responsibility for your own shit and your requirements to thrive first in your mind, your body, your spirit first unconditionally. And what wrapping the episode up here, what I really mean when I say that is I make a point of getting my clients to cultivate practices within themselves that make them go for that walk before they have been productive go um, and reassure themselves and ground into the confidence within themselves that they know, like they know, like they know, like it's a fact, not they believe, not they think, they know how good they are at what they do and the value of their work before they turn to the world for validation. This is what I mean by thriving first. It's not about spa days and baths and relaxation and meditation and that's lovely, but it's not about that. It's about what you cultivate in yourself before you require it from the outside world, whether that is cultivating your permission that you give yourself to rest before someone says, you know, you should really take a break 
but giving yourself the validation before you require feedback from your clients. That's thriving first, guys. That. It's deeper than what it seems on the surface. So my intention from this episode was to really get to the heart of the work that I do and give you a deeper insight into what that looks like, particularly if you're someone who is wanting to come and do this work with me. And please go back to my really early episodes and listen to what my intention was for the inner work conversation. And what you'll hear me say is, I really hope that from the inner work conversation, you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. And that intention still stands today. If you're never going to come and do this work with me, I hope that you're not just letting this information wash over you, but you're doing something with it. But equally, if you are, I hope that this gives you an insight into who I am and my style and my intentions of doing this work. So the doors are open. The link to doing this work with me is below. I personally see it as risk-free for you to book in a consultation call. It's not a sales call. It's a call to mutually assess whether we are a good fit and for me to listen to the issues that you're facing and assess, is this and my approach the right investment for you right now? And you will hear that if you go all the way back to one of the very initial episodes, I think it was episode four of the Inner Work Conversation, you will hear from 2020, one of my clients explain what a consultation call was like with me. And please note that it's now 2023 and my work has evolved and my work is more um, practiced than it was back then. But even in that episode, you'll be able to hear it's not a sales call. It's a mutual assessment. So book it. book the call. If you feel called to do this work, if you're privileged enough to have the capacity and the financial resources to come and do this work, hopefully this episode has given you an insight into what that would be like for you. So please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. loved having you with me today. Now it's over to you. There are three things you can do straight away. Number one, have a think about what one thing stood out the most in this episode and how you can use it to create change in your life and business and message it to me. Just a simple act of writing it out and sending it to someone who gets it is usually enough to keep you accountable to take the next steps. Number two, think of one person who'd really benefit from hearing this episode today and send it to them. Tell them I said hi. And lastly, don't forget, if it's your time to take this work to the next level, pop me a message and ask about my services and we can see what would be the best fit for you. And as always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.